Are you looking to spice up the white wines in your glass? If you are, then this week's episode is for you because I'm diving into the floral and fruity grape Viognier that is a must if you're not already enjoying it. So if you're ready to learn why Viognier is a must try on my white wine list, then let's dive in and get started in today's episode. Hi everyone, and welcome to the Wine Shop Talk. I'm your host, Maya Ehrenroser, and I'm so happy that you're here with me today. If we haven't met before, it's lovely to have you here, and if you have, welcome back. Now, for those of you who are new, you should know that I've been a professional smile for over 20 years now, and it's my passion and my privilege to make learning about wine not only fun and easy, but also practical, meaning that I wanna make sure that you feel empowered and confident shopping for wines, not just for fancy occasions, but for everyday get-togethers when you're making memories with family and friends. I want you to think of me as your very own practical sommelier. On that note, let me give you an overview about what we're going to be talking about today. We are discussing all things Viognier and why this is a bit of an unsung hero. It's a great variety not a lot of people talk about. You have most likely walked by it in the wine store and didn't even know it was a white wine that you should be trying. So in today's episode, I'm going to be sharing what you can expect when you enjoy a glass of Viognier how to shop for it, and how it will be labeled. Depending on where it comes to the world, it may be labeled by the geography, not the grape variety itself. So I'm going to give you the terms that you need to know to be able to shop for a bottle of beautiful Viognier. I'm going to give you some pairing ideas and some cool facts about the grape variety, which is where we're going to start today's episode. The first thing that you should know is that Viognier has, from a historical point of view, we can trace back for centuries, and it's thought that it originated in the Rhone Valley in France. Now, for those of you watching on YouTube, I'm going to have a map here of France just to get your bearings of where the Rhone Valley is. If you're listening in here on the podcast format, then I want you to think about where Burgundy is in the map of France, and the Rhone Valley is below Burgundy and then continues down on towards the Mediterranean. The Rhone Valley is broken into two sections, the Northern Rhone and the southern Rhone. It's important to know that Viognier is grown in both areas and in the northern Rhone we grow it as single variety white grape and in the southern Rhone we use it in white blends. So we use it in two different ways depending on the area that it's grown in the Rhone. It's also important to know that it gives us a good indication of how this grape variety thrives and has a bit of a different personality in the different climates. The Northern Rhone is a cooler climate. We get some different personalities in the glass. The Southern Rhone, more Mediterranean in climate, more heat, more sun. And here we get more tropical fruit flavors coming out of it. But we're going to discuss the flavors in the glass a little bit later in the episode. Dionier is notoriously hard to grow. It's susceptible to disease and it requires a long growing season to ripen into its full glory, if you will. It is a finicky grape in the field and it takes some extra special love and care in the vineyard to be able to produce the beautiful wines that we enjoy in the glass. Now, Viognier is grown all around the world, Australia, here in Canada, where I am, the United States, South Africa, and its traditional home base in France. It's also important to know that Viognier is a low-yielding grape, meaning that it doesn't produce prolifically in the field. We get lower bunches of Viognier in the field which can translate into more expensive bottles because we have less grapes, which means less wine, and less wine generally means higher prices because there's not as much of it to go around. If you're wondering when you're going shopping, you may see Viognier is more expensive than some other white grapes that you may be familiar with, and this can be one of the factors behind the pricing of the bottle. Now, Viognier is very diverse. It makes beautiful dry wines, sweet wines, 
be used in blended wine styles. So it really can be called a multi-passionate grape, if you will, depending on the winemaker's vision for it. We do see Viognier often paired with Chardonnays, Semillon Blanc, other aromatic grape varieties such as Riesling to bring some floral notes, to bring some beautiful lift of aromatics and flavors to the glass. It can bring some body as well. So Viognier is a wonderful partner in a white blend and definitely can bring some beautiful floral aromatics into the glass. So on that note, let's talk about what can when you pour yourself a glass of Viognier. Generally, we refer to Viognier as a full-bodied white wine. Some people will put it in that sort of medium plus range. It's going to be up to you on the mouthfeel, how you perceive it on your palate. And as soon as you pour yourself a glass of Viognier, you're going to find that there are some intense, beautiful aromatics coming off that glass of floral and fruit aromas and the fruit aromas can be tropical apricot peaches mangoes papaya you're going to get all these beautiful ripe fruit flavors it's truly a beauty in the glass people will say it's very feminine with the amount of floral so it's not uncommon to get honeysuckle for honey coming off of this as well this wine smells ripe and fresh and it's just beautiful i love it i'm not gonna lie peony is one of my favorite great varieties and I know I'm not supposed to have favorites, but I'm going to say that this is definitely a favorite. You're also going to find hints of jasmine. This is just truly a beautiful wine in the glass. And every time you go in and take another smell, you're going to find another layer of aromatics for you as it opens up. Now, this is a white wine in regards to serving. Because of all those beautiful aromatics, you'll serve it chilled. So castle temperature, make sure the bottle is cold to touch, but allow it to warm up a little bit in the glass as it warms up, you're going to see that it, these beautiful aromatics really come to life for you. And it is stunning. If Viognier has a downside, it can be that this grape has a moderate acidity, meaning that if the fruit flavors are so intense and so beautiful, if the acidity, that mouth-watering sensation of the glass, does not balance with the fruit flavors, it can seem at times a little too rich, a little flabby, you'll hear people say. It's not been my experience that this happens too often, but in a really warm vintage, potentially, the winemaker is really going to have to work to balance that acidity to make sure that you have not only the beautiful flavors coming through the peach, the apricot, the tropical flavors, but also enough of the acidity, that refreshing characteristic to balance with those rich fruit flavors. So in the glass, you can expect to have a full-bodied white wine, maybe medium-bodied, depending on how your texture is, but you're looking for medium acidity. So with really about the fruit, this rich fruit flavor on your palate when you take and a beautiful finish. In my experience, Viognier has a medium to long finish, lingers with these beautiful flavors of, again, peach, apricot, papaya, mangoes really come through in the honeysuckle, the jasmine on the nose, the beautiful floral notes. This is a beautiful, wonderful wine, 12 seasons of a year, but especially going into spring and summer as we bring more salads and fruits and those beautiful peaches and nectarines, apricots are fresh up the vine. This is a grape you definitely want to be trying. The other experience on the palate that you may experience is at times, as much as a full-bodied wine, some people will feel that it has an oily texture, that it has a bit of a viscosity to it. And when you're looking at the wine's legs, if you're doing a wine assessment, when you see the teardrops, the legs on the side of the glass, this may actually seem to stick a little bit differently, almost like an oil and water 
type of viscosity. So it can be a clue if you are a wine student studying wine and Viognier may be part of your blind tastings. The legs of Viognier can show very thick, but it can also show a little bit sparse. So it's almost like you can see it a bit differently on the side of the glass. So that's just something to note about Viognier. Viognier can be made with both oak influence with some barrel influence because of the aromatics. Many times it can be done in cement or steel because we want the beautiful freshness of those wonderful aromatics to come through, but some soft oak in the winemaking can help bring out some complementary flavors of vanilla into the mix as well and into spice. So in regards to the winemaking with Viognier, depending on the winemaker's vision, we do see it made both ways. Now, how are you going to shop for Viognier? What are you looking for in the label? If you're shopping for Viognier in a new world country, such as Australia, South Africa, the United States, you typically are going to see Viognier written on the label. Now, I always kind of joke and say, nobody wants to buy a bottle of Viognier because they're not sure how to pronounce it. And we don't have a lot of words that begin with V, so people are uncomfortable with it. But Viognier is easy to say, and even if you pronounce it wrong, not to worry, you're not going to be the only one. And someone in the shop is going to know exactly what you are looking for. So should you pronounce it Viognier or you have a different way that when you read it, you think it should be said, don't worry, the person in the shop is going to help you. But we do pronounce it Viognier. So the yay at the end, yay Viognier. Now, let's talk about a classic style of Viognier from the Northern Rhone. And this is its traditional home base, if you will, as a single variety. And when you're looking for the wine here, you are going to be looking for Condrio. So Condrio on the label, which is spelled C-O-N-D-R-I-E-U. So again, if you're watching on YouTube, I'll have this and I'll have this up on the screen and it will be in the show notes as well. So if you are listening to the podcast form and you just are going to go shopping for this, don't worry, the spelling of this wine is going to be in the show notes. And Condrio is a very special wine. And when you're in the French section, you'll probably only have a few to choose from. Again, remember, this is a low yielding grape and we don't have too much. The Northern Road as a growing region is not very large, is very steep slopes, and we have limited vineyard space. So already in regards to the amount available when we grow grapes in the Northern Road, it's working against us. But Condrio is a very special experience. When you see Condrio on the label, you're going to know that it comes from the Northern Road in France. It's a hundred percent Viognier. And what can you expect when you open the bottle? You can expect a wine that has been hand-picked on very steep slopes and the wine has been fermented and aged in oak barrels. You can see the amount of work and love in this wine already and we haven't even talked about what you can experience in the glass. The oak treatment of this wine gives it a beautiful, rich and creamy texture on top of the beautiful flavors of the honey and the stone fruit flavors and the beautiful aromatics. So this is a very special wine. Now, definitely this is not going to to be on the budget side of wines. However, it's not an extreme price point either. And do I feel that it is worth the search, if you will, or worth the price? Definitely. This is one of those wines. If you are a white wine lover or you're learning wines or studying the wines of France, Contrario is definitely on the list of white wines that you need to try. Now, how do we serve this wine? Because it is so special, it's fairly complex. There are times we'll just serve it as an aperitif. We want to make it center stage. We just 
pour a glass of it to sip and savor it and really get to know with it. Maybe just some light appetizers, but it is a beautiful one paired of food. Now, classically, Contreau, we will pair with roast chicken dishes, dishes with those creamy sauces, anything that has a richness to it. If you're looking for a main course, how are you going to serve it? We will serve it with anything with a cream-based sauce, something that is fairly rich and decadent and primarily seafood or chicken dishes. It is divine and beautiful and a real treat. Now, if you're looking for pastas and with Conjuro, you can also look for cream-based pastas. So if you're fettuccine Alfredo, again, there's so much richness in this wine. We want to find the harmony and the symmetry between the dish and the wine to really let the wine come to the table and offer everything that it has. Soft cheeses such as brie or canabere can be beautiful choices as well. And vegetarian, more spicy dishes that have lots of flavors. As much as we have the vanilla and the beautiful weight of this wine, we do have all the stone fruit flavors, the honey. And so anything that has lots of life to it, this could be a choice as well. Now, if I am doing Thai or Indian food, I love Condrio, but I really like to do a new world style of Viognier here. I find it's just a bit more lively in regards to some of the tropical flavors that come through. And when I'm doing really aromatic, or spice-driven dishes, then I will pair Viognier from Australia or California. Those stone fruit flavors really comes to life in the glass. So if I'm doing curries, for example, or Indian food, then I will generally pair uh, Viognier from California or Australia, for example. I'm looking for that real life of the party, aromatics and floral notes. And those wines from New World countries do not have that fullness of the oak treatment. Generally, they are done more in steel or cement, and so they're more fruit-forward driven, where the chondrio has not only the beautiful fruits, but also the richness of the oak treatment in the winemaking, and makes it a bit more of a decadent choice, and a choice for more of those creamy, rich-based food styles, where New World Viognier or Viognier made without oak treatment is more fruit-forward and can definitely pair the life of a party when you're looking to bring the flavors out. Fiona is also a wonderful choice if you're doing a mango cucumber salsa, for example. Maybe you're doing some fish tacos. It can be delicious with that as well. I love it with some grilled peaches. If you're doing grilled peach salad or a pork roast, do some barbecue. Grilled peaches and viognier to me are divine. I can also serve it with just some grilled peaches, palp cape, and whipped cream. If you're not looking for something really sweet, but you want to pull the flavor of those peaches out, it is wonderful. So that's what you can expect in the glass when you pour yourself a glass of viognier. Again, country is going to be a bit of an up level, if you will. It's going to be a different experience because of the oak treatment than viognier made without that oak experience in the winemaking. So you have two beautiful options for you, but now you know when you're walking down the wine aisle and you see Condrio on the label that it's 100% Viognier from the northern Rhone of France, it's going to have some oak treatment and it is a divine wine. And when you're looking for a Viognier from New World countries, you're going to see Viognier right on the label and you're going to know that there is a whole bunch of wonderful fruit and floral aromatics waiting for you in the glass. Now, I'm hoping that this episode has inspired you to want to go out and pick up a bottle of Viognier and try it at home and enjoy a glass of this beautiful wine. And you have a great excuse to also open up a bottle of Viognier because the, the last Friday in April is always Viognier Day. So you have a great reason to pour yourself a glass and toast this wonderful great Friday.
I hope you have enjoyed learning about Diamier, this fruity and floral grape that I believe should be on your must-try list if it is a grape you are not enjoying already or maybe it's a grape variety you haven't had in a while. Definitely, it is one of my favorite. I hope it will soon be one of yours and I can't wait to hear what your experience is with this grape. So if you have any questions about Diamier, if you're watching on YouTube, just leave them in the comments below. And if you're listening into the podcast format, feel free to email me at hello at winegirlacademy.com. I would love to answer your questions or be sure to come and ask a question over on Instagram or TikTok. You can find me there at winegirlacademy as well. So on that note, I want to wish you a wonderful week. Thanks so much for joining me and cheers to you. Bye now.